Welcome to episode three of Beans Talk. I appreciate you joining me again. Just wanted to take care of a couple of uh, housekeeping things at the top of of the episode. Um, Please go to Instagram and follow me at beans.talkpodcast. So that's B-E-A-N-S dot T-A-L-K P-O-D-C-A-S-T beans.talkpodcast please like my page um, and follow if you would like to reach out to me to suggest show ideas or you want to be a guest or you want to ask a question please feel free to email me at beanstalkpodcast at gmail so that is b-a-n-s-t-a-l-k P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. That being said, let's start the show. Welcome back to Beans Talk. We're now in episode three. Um, It's been a rough couple of weeks. It feels like Middle Earth. Um, Just when you think shit can't get worse, it does. I don't even like to use that phrase out loud. I don't want to even put that energy in the universe because every time we say it, shit does in fact get worse. We got that guy in the White House trying to dismantle the United States Postal Service, service, which happens to be older than the Constitution, by the way. He is trying to deny Americans their right to democracy by denying us the vote by mail option. We are literally in the middle of a once in a lifetime pandemic, which is disproportionately affecting black and brown people. As you all know, black and brown people who may be more inclined to vote against him. They all know, and he specifically knows that votes count. And that is why he is trying his damnedest to suppress the votes He's like a kid, like a little bratty kid losing a game and they want to change the rules in the ninth inning. Like, no, move the base closer, move the base further. Cheating asses. Can't stand the cheater. Get out of here with that shit. Please, please, I implore you all to go to vote.org. That's vote.org, V-O-T-E dot O-R-G. You can register, check your current registration, find your polling location, and you can also vote by mail. Too many of our ancestors literally bled and died for us not to at least exercise that right. Speaking of voting, in these past couple of weeks, I believe it was last Friday, uh, the Democratic ticket uh, was finally completed. Joe Biden picked Kamala, let's say it all together now. Kamala Harris. Frankly, neither one of them was, uh, were rather my first or second pick, but it's who we have. And I would pick them any day over the current inhabitant in the Oval Office. Things I'm digging. So, I'm digging WAP. Yes, guys, 
Did you think I wasn't going to talk about it either? Did you think I wasn't going to talk about women against patriarchy? Did you think I wasn't going to talk about women are powerful? Did you think that I was not going to talk about waffles and pancakes? And yes, did you think I was not going to talk about wet ass pussy? Of course, I'm going to talk about this in the section of things I dig. I would be remiss if I didn't discuss the ubiquitous song of the moment. First, I have to say this. Please miss me with the rhetoric regarding Cardi and Meg disrespecting themselves and all of womanhood by declaring that they in fact have WAP and enjoy sex the way they like it. There is absolutely nothing wrong with women asserting themselves and declaring, yes, I like sex and here is how to make a WAP. Perhaps some lessons Perhaps some folks should take out their notebook and take notes. Patriarchy got y'all believing that women aren't supposed to like sex and definitely aren't supposed to talk about it. And God forbid instruct somebody on what to do. Patriarchy also has y'all believing women are supposed to shut up and take what men give us literally in the bedroom and the boardroom. Nah, fuck that. Also, please miss me, Gen Xers and older, talking about music being so graphic these days. A few years back, Chris Brown uh, had a song declaring that he wanted to push panties to the side. And frankly, I was perturbed. And I said so. I had to check myself, though. I really did. Because I had to remember that I used to sing with Jodeci as they were kind of slightly discreet, declaring every freaking day and every freaking night, I want to freak you, girl, your body's so freaking tight. While I was singing that, I was simultaneously declaring with Little Kim, I used to be scared of the dick. Now I throw lips to this shit. Yeah, come on, guys. I had to check my own self on that note. And during this moment of reflection, I had to say, self, you loved when Kim expressed what you couldn't, wouldn't, and frankly was afraid to say on my own. Kim gave many women the power to express what they were truly feeling, although she didn't write it. However, I think the difference is... um, That a woman was owning her sexuality and not at the behest of a man. No, it's not the only way women fight against patriarchy, but it does seem to be the one that causes the most controversy. Um, It feels like how dare we declare ownership over our own bodies and pleasure and not be in eternal servitude to men in the family structure. That's what it feels like. Now, I will critique uh, this song from a musical point of view. Now, everybody who knows me loves that, knows that I love house music. So when it starts off, there's some hoes in this house. I was hyped. However, Cardi's flow is trash. Sorry guys. It just is. She sounds like she has too many teeth in her mouth. 
Now, Meg, on the other hand, her flow is dope. And I like, you know, how she rides the beat. But Cardi, nah, I can't get with it. However, the subject matter is on point. Tete-a-tete time, y'all. So, speaking of music, this week's tete-a-tete is drumroll, please. <laughs> Seven songs that represent Bean. So, I feel like we're still in the dating stage and y'all getting to know me. So, I went through, I'm a, I'm a you know, serious music lover. Like, music is my life. If anybody remembers that uh, episode from the Cosby show with Robert, it was like, funk is my life. Music is my life. I literally um, like breathe music. If there was no music in my life, just kill me now. Um, that being said, um, I thought about seven songs that kind of represented my personality and who I am. I mean, my first love truly was music. It's the vehicle which I hitch my emotions and dreams, aspirations and inspiration. Um, music always gave me unconditional love and never wanted anything in return. It truly was the thing that um, kept me smiling or kept me um, hopeful in times when there there wasn't a whole lot of hope. Um, music never cared if I was black or other, fat or skinny, emotional or stoic. Music always allowed me to live in a world free of expectation. And I could find a song literally for every emotion. Um, so, with no further ado, here are seven songs that represent who I am and they're not a comprehensive deep dive into who I am they're more the cliff notes version so anyway here we go number one be happy by Mary J Blige so let me tell y'all this was my anthem for a while all I wanted was in fact to be happy um, I remember I was probably, I don't know, I won't give you the exact, my exact age, but safe to say I was a teenager when the song came out. So you do the math. I was looking for happiness, um, everywhere, but from within, you know, when you're an adolescent, you know, um, often you are looking for happy happiness from everywhere but within yourself because you just don't have the emotional maturity to realize that it is within you. Um, that's not to say that plenty of teenagers, you know, are happy from within. Um, however, it is an angsty time. And when you couple that with um, outside factors, you know, uh, you know, a, a difficult home life or a difficult time in school or just a difficult upbringing period the angst is even worse anyway that being said you know I really did think that romantic love was going to validate who I was 
little did I know. Good grief. If I could write a letter to my 16-year-old self, I would say, girl, don't do it. Keep it moving. Don't date him. Break up with him. Anywho, Mary's voice in that song singing, how can I love somebody else if I can't love myself enough to know, was like a message from the universe saying, wake up. Happiness is found within. Mary was proclaiming, though, that she was valuable and losing her was costly. But for me, it was losing myself that was costly. This song still bangs and I still go up every time it comes on. Every time this song comes on, you got to turn up the volume to max levels. Next is Everything is Everything by Lauryn Hill. Now, first, I love Lauryn Hill. I mean, I know it's debatable, her current state of mind. Um, But as an artist, uh, I think that she's one of the best to ever do it, period, hands down. Um, I do wish, though, that the industry didn't abuse her like they did, because I do feel like her sparkle um, is not as bright anymore. That being said, uh, everything is everything. What is meant to be will be like, that is my life philosophy. Um, my life philosophy is similar to the quote that states the only constant in life is change. And this song embodies this quote and basically it's saying that trouble don't last always my church brothers and sisters know that song reference (laughs) can we all talk about how dope this video was for a moment though the city as a record is a metaphor for the earth spinning and time seasons passing and change coming eventually it was absolutely unforgettable this is probably in the top five videos best videos of all time I don't know who directed it I used to know that stuff by heart um in general but you know I'm old now and can't remember that shit (laughs) but anyway the city is a record was like I said a metaphor that um was unforgettable Lauren and all her locked glory traipsing through the city um those visuals were unforgettable and it is one of my personal favorites as I said however or not however um this song helped me to realize that although I may not have or I at the time I was you know again an older adolescent on you know becoming a young adult when this song was um popular and experiencing, you know, you know, life's up its ups and downs, you know. Um, at the time, I was in a difficult relationship that was on again, off again. Um, I had recently left uh, an HBCU that I really wanted to graduate from. And I, had, you know, at the time I had two jobs. I was going to community college and I just was like, you know, feeling very lost. Um, So this was a song that let me know that this was like this point in my life um, 
was not going to last always and that this too shall pass and life circumstances would turn around. And they did, you know, after a couple years. So, but every time I hear the song, I just know that change is, is constant and things go up and down in life and you have to learn to navigate those ups and downs. So, song number three is... In a Sentimental Mood by John Coltrane and Duke Ellington. Hmm, so where do I begin? So I'm a lifelong jazz lover. My grandparents were jazz lovers. Um, I was raised by my aunt, who's also a jazz lover. Um, my grandparents, my grandmother specifically, loved Sarah Vaughan and Dinah Washington, Billie Holiday, Nancy Wilson, uh, Thelonious Monk. All the jazz greats, I remember listening to those classic um, artists as, as a young child and teenager. And it definitely influenced my ear. Um, the first time I heard this specific song, In a Central Mood, though, was while watching an episode of The Cosby Show. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know, guys. It's still one of my favorite shows. Again, I know it's problematic. In which um, this particular episode was uh, where Cliff and Claire were sharing an apple in such an intimate way. Such a shame Bill Cosby is a monster. Because that show was a monument in black American TV history. And its impact can't be denied, but it's definitely tarnished. I'm not going to front. I still will sit down and watch the Cosby show. Although it is through a different lens, but... I can't help the influence that that show had on my life. It influences some of the, some of the uh, best memories I have. Um, back to the song, though. This song is so smooth and it evokes a sentimental mood, one in which you want to share a special moment of intimacy with a loved one. Intimacy with a loved one is not always sex, guys. Intimacy... Uh, is a shared moment in which, you know, we let people see our vulnerability and exchange that energy. Um, another uh, scene that this movie was in that is probably more well known is uh, to my Gen Xers <laughs> as it was played during Love Jones. Uh, during the scene in which uh, Darius and Nina play cat and mouse. Um, that was surely about to be an exchange of energy. <laughs> um, so moving on to my fourth song is I Ain't No Joke. I Ain't No Joke by Eric B. and Rakim. So uh, the year was 1988 when I fell in love with hip hop. Largely due to my favorite MC of all time, which happens to be Rakim. I, it's not up for debate. I'm not arguing. The greatest MC of all time is Rakim, period. Hands down. Don't at me. Don't email me. I'm not arguing about it. His voice was memorizing and meditative. Plus, he was so fly. I will never forget watching videos at my grandmother's house. 
and that video came on and I literally was like, what is this? I've never heard nothing like this before. And you couldn't, I couldn't get enough hip hop and I couldn't get enough Eric B and Rakim after that. But the song opens with a beat that I felt inside my body. Plus the scratching was like this sonic sensation. My ears never heard anything like that before. So that was like the visceral uh, reaction that my body had to it. Um, but so I have a nickname that was bestowed upon me by a cousin of mine. Um, that nickname is the quiet storm. And I'm usually a pretty laid back, easygoing, fluid, like water type person. It takes a lot for me to get hyped and riled up, mad. And some take my kindness for weakness. Unfortunately, for some, they got to learn the hard way that I ain't no joke. <laughs> so uh, my next song is Rude Boy by Rihanna. All right. I know. So we discussed WP, WAP earlier and Rude Boy is in the same vein, same you know, braggadocious, same vein that, you know, a woman is talking about. She's like, she likes sex and this is, this is what she wants and how she wants it. This song specifically is talking so much shit to the intended recipient. It's declaring that, yes, I in fact like sex and I want it with you and letting her intended know exactly how it's about to go down. When she asks, are you big enough? She's asking, can you handle me the way I need to be handled? And can you live up to my sexual desires? Women asking for what they want and going after it in your bedroom is not a new concept, guys. So song number six is Keep Your Head to the Sky by Earth, Wind and Fire. So again, don't at me. Don't want to debate it. Earth, Wind & Fire is the greatest band. Not up for debate of all time. Uh, This song in particular speaks to my soul. It gave me um, inspiration and motivation to persevere on days that were truly dark. Days when I wasn't sure how I was going to provide everything a parent needs to provide. Days when I wanted to quit my job. Days when I did quit my job. (laughs) Days when my love was unrequited. This song told me to keep my head to to the sky and remain faithful. Faithful in life's promise that things will get better. See, guys, it's a running theme here. So, finally, the last song that influences my personality is Redemption Song by Bob Marley. Talk about a song that touches your soul, a voice that touches your soul. Bob was singing about slavery and freeing oneself from mental slavery. Also, Bob was singing about being redeemed or saved, um, literally and figuratively. So often in life, um, I've messed up and thought that I was unlovable. Shit, sometimes I thought I was unlikable, and I I might be, um, but I've moved past that now. And shoot, everybody don't don't gotta like me, but I digress. Um, I was in a mental slavery, but by grace and mercy of 
God, ancestors, and universe, I was able to be redeemed or saved from a place of utter despair. Um, We're all worthy of redemption. And this song definitely makes me reflect on this quote specifically. Uh, The only difference between a saint and the sinner is that every saint has a past and every sinner has a future. So that's just a brief synopsis on some songs that have um, influenced my um, life and personality. I mean, I'm a music lover, so um, I could do this. I could do probably do 20 songs, but this was just, like I said, the cliff notes of who Bean is. Um, if you want to listen to these songs, check out my Spotify playlist. It's called Seven Songs Representing Bean. Uh, thank you for listening. I thank you for your support. And let's move to the next segment. Okay, so we're in the I'm a need for you uh, portion of the show where I kind of give you my pet peeve of the week. But honestly, I'm not feeling a pet peeve this week. You know, I was going to talk about how Dunkin' Donuts needed to hurry up and bring my pumpkin spice back. But then I got uh, shown up when I went to Dunkin' this morning and the pumpkin spice was there. So, you know, I'm trying to impart a little bit of hope and peace, you know, into everyone's life, you know. So this week, I just want to leave you guys with a quote. Hopefully, it'll give you a little upliftment to get you through these next couple of weeks uh just keep it in the back of your mind when you're going through your day-to-day and just trying to uh make it so um this quote is by Khalil Gibran who um is a magnificent philosopher everybody should read his books um He has all types of wisdom that we should take part in reading. So the quote is as such. Your living is determined not so much, but what life brings to you as by the attitude you bring to life. Not so much by what happens to you as by the way your mind looks at what happens. And with that, guys, thank you for listening to episode three. Thanks for joining me this week. I'll be back in two more weeks with another Beans Talk. Take care of yourselves. Be well. Be safe. Please check out vote.org. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at beans.talkpodcast. That's B-E-A-N-S dot T-A-L-K-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. You can email me your questions, comments, inquiries. If you're interested in being a guest or have a question, please email me at beanstalkpodcast 
at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you guys or (laughs) I'll be with you guys again in a couple of weeks. Um, Remember, be well.